And how cool is that? That God who can perform any miracle that he wants to perform is on the side of his people. And it's the same for you and me. I mean, God is on our side and he's the exact same God who got his people out of Egypt, who is for us today, who is for his people. And he is always working. He is always working behind the scenes. Even if we can't see it, he is there for us. But yeah, these kinds of things that God put in place for his people to celebrate is something special because he is telling his people to remember him and to have fun while remembering him. Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Leviticus. Hello there and good morning, faithful listeners. Thanks for tuning in this morning. And you know what? I am going to be finishing up Leviticus chapter 23 today. And instead of reading the whole thing, I'm actually going to um, break it up into different sections because we're going to be talking about three separate holidays here in the book of Leviticus. And these are going to be the fall holidays. So we'll talk about those today. But before I begin, I talked to you guys on Wednesday about a name change I'm considering. And so I'm going to probably roll that out at the beginning of May, just to let you guys know. So you're not going to see my face anymore on the podcast, because if I'm being 100% honest, (laughs) it was kind of a weird vanity thing I was doing. If I'm being honest, I uh, was kind of like, well, if somebody sees like a young woman teaching the Bible, maybe they'll be more likely to listen in. But now I'm realizing that was really stupid of me. So, yeah, you're not going to see my face anymore. And I am taking that weird vanity thing off of my podcast art. And so I'm just going to have my logo there and it's going to be the coffee logo. I don't know if you guys seen that one yet. And uh, it's going to be the coffee logo. And I changed it up a little bit. So I'm going to be rolling that out in May. So there's going to be a podcast name change and a different podcast art. So I'm excited about that. In fact, I'm really excited about that. And I'm uh, anxious to get that rolling forward. So yeah, guys, uh, continue to listen in because it's going to be the same exact podcast. I'm still going to be hosting it. I'm still going to be going through the Bible. It's going to be no different except for the name and for the podcast start to anybody that uh, was afraid that the podcast itself was going to be changing. It is not. But yeah, so that's what's going to be happening starting in May, the beginning of May at some point. So uh, be looking out for that. But now let's talk about Leviticus chapter 23. And I'm going to be reading 23 all the way down to verse 44, but I'm going to break it up. So the first couple verses I'm going to read is verses 23 to 25. So grab your Bible and your cup of coffee and let's read these couple verses. 
Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel saying in the seventh month on the first day of the month, there shall be a solemn rest for you, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation, and you shall do no regular work. You shall offer an offering made by fire to Yahweh. So the other day we talked about the different spring holidays that God was putting in place. And the first one was the Passover. So the Passover was supposed to be more solemn. And the Passover lasted for an entire week. And so, yeah, it was supposed to be more solemn. But then there was two other holidays in the spring, which was the um, Feast of the First Fruits and then the Feast of Weeks. And those were more joyous. Those were uh, joyous occasions about Thanksgiving and how much God did for the people. So those were a little bit more on the um, enjoyable side of life and less solemn. And God put those in place so that the people could uh, thank him for bringing them into the land, for um, giving them all the crops for that spring, and for even into the summer, which was the Feast of Weeks. But now, it says that in verse 23 through 25, this is now entering into the, um, into the like fall kind of time. And the first one that we're talking about today in the fall is called the Feast of Trumpets. So the Feast of Trumpets only gets a handful of verses, but that's because it's talked about uh, in more depth later on, I think, in Deuteronomy. But 23 through 25, God talks about the Feast of Trumpets, and this is the first time that this little holiday is ever mentioned. So when the trumpets blew, that means that the people would stop their work and they would go and worship. And this was more of a solemn holiday. This was more solemn. This was uh, a day that they could rest and go worship. So this wasn't a joyful holiday like uh, the Feast of the First Fruits and uh, the Feast of Weeks. This was a little bit more on the solemn side. And that's kind of all that's said about this particular holiday here in Leviticus. So moving on into verse 26 through um, 32, It says, Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, however, on the 10th day of this seventh month is the day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation to you. You shall afflict yourselves and you shall offer an offering made by fire to Yahweh. You shall do no kind of work in that same day, for it is a day of atonement to make atonement for you before Yahweh your God. For whoever it is who shall not deny himself in that same day shall be cut off from his people. Whoever does any kind of work in that same day, I will destroy that person from among his people, and you shall do no kind of work. It is a statute forever throughout your generations and in all your dwellings. It shall be a Sabbath of solemn rest for you, and you shall deny yourselves. In the ninth day of that month at evening, from evening to evening, you shall keep your Sabbath. So Sabbath days and uh, days of rest and different holidays actually started the evening before, which is different than nowadays. Nowadays, it just starts at uh, midnight and it's for the entire 24 hours. But back in these days, it would be the night before or the evening before. Basically, when the sun went down was when the holiday would begin. And then the next day when the sun went down was when the holiday would end if it was only a day long holiday. So that's why at the very end here in verse 32, God says in the ninth day of the month at evening from evening to evening, you shall keep your Sabbath, which is talking about the day of atonement. So God was saying from the evening before the 10th day of the seventh month 
to the evening of was when the Day of Atonement would take place. And how they would celebrate this holiday is they would afflict themselves. We talked about that when we talked about the Day of Atonement uh, several chapters back. So if you want to listen to that episode, please go back and listen to that one to uh, learn more about the Day of Atonement. But just a little recap, the people would afflict themselves. And we talked about what afflict means, but typically it was to, um, to not eat for that day or rather from the evening before to the evening of, they would not eat anything. And this was a way to afflict themselves. Now, later on, people kind of got ridiculous with it and they were like cutting themselves and uh, just doing all sorts of crazy stuff. But God never commanded that. He just says, afflict yourself in some way or rather fast. And so the people would have to fast. And this was a way to show God that they were in mourning. This was the most solemn of all of the holidays because the Day of Atonement was the day when God would forgive his people of all of their sins from the past year. And the priest would have to do all the work for that day. So the people were not allowed to do any work, but the priest, the high priest, was the one who did all of the work for the Day of Atonement because the Day of Atonement was very, very, very important so that the entire nation of Israel could be back on track with God. So the Day of Atonement was the most important holiday of the year when it comes to people's souls and salvation. So this was a day that people really had to become humble in front of God. And that is why they would afflict themselves by fasting for the day. They were showing that they were in mourning, that they were sad over what they had done for the past year, and that they wanted God's forgiveness and that they needed God's forgiveness. So that was kind of the entire point of this holiday was just coming back to God and asking for God's forgiveness for the entire year, for the sins that they didn't remember doing, for the sins that they didn't mean to do, for the sins that they did willingly. This was that time, the Day of Atonement, for God to forgive all of those sins. So obviously the people had to show God that they wanted this, that they were asking for forgiveness and that they needed it. And so that's why the Day of Atonement was so, so important. And so I go a lot more into the Day of Atonement just a few chapters back when I talked about it in, I think it was Leviticus 16 or 17, actually. But yeah, you can go back and listen to that episode and uh, learn more about the scapegoat and just different things that were done on the Day of Atonement. But yeah, so that's how the Day of Atonement was supposed to be celebrated, was just in a state of mourning. So the people not only had to be um, in like a state of mourning, but they also had to do no work and they had to go to church (laughs) or rather to the temple or have a holy convocation of some sort, which just means that several um, people gathering together to worship God all together. So that now we're talking about the Feast of the Booths, I believe it is. So in verses 33 all the way down to verse 44, this is the most joyous holiday of them all, pretty much. So it says in verse 33, Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say, On the 15th day of this seventh month is the Feast of Booths for seven days to Yahweh. On the first day shall be a holy convocation and you shall do no regular work. Seven days you shall offer an offering made by fire to Yahweh, and on the eighth day shall be a holy convocation to you. You shall offer an offering made by fire to Yahweh. It is a solemn assembly, and you shall do no regular work. These are the appointed feasts of Yahweh, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations to offer an offering made by 
fire to Yahweh, a burnt offering, a meal offering, a sacrifice, and a drink offering, each on its own day, in addition to the Sabbaths of Yahweh, and in addition to your gifts, and in addition to all your vows, and in addition to your free will offering, which you give to Yahweh. So on the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the fruits of your land, you shall keep the feast of Yahweh for seven days. And on the first day shall be a solemn rest, and on the eighth day shall be a solemn rest. And you shall take on the first day the fruit of majestic trees, branches of palm trees, and boughs of thick trees, and willows of the brook. And you shall rejoice before Yahweh your God for seven days. And you shall keep it as a feast to Yahweh for seven days in the year. It is a statute forever throughout your generations. You shall keep it in the seventh month, and you shall dwell in temporary shelters for seven days. All who are native born in Israel shall dwell in temporary shelters, that your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in temporary shelters when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am Yahweh your God. So Moses declared to the children of Israel the appointed feasts of Yahweh. So yeah, this last little bit is talking about the Feast of Booths. And this is the fun one. This was for seven whole days. And the people with their entire families would enjoy making these temporary shelters to live in. And so they would like gather sticks and branches and palm palm leaves and whatever else to make these temporary shelters that their families could live in. And so they wouldn't live in their own houses. They would live outside in these like temporary uh, tents or, or shelters or whatever it was. And this was for the people to have a joyous like family occasion together almost and to do this with their entire family, but also to remember how God brought them out of the land of Egypt and they lived in temporary shelters in the wilderness. So this was a joyous occasion. This was a very fun holiday. And it was for seven whole days that the people would enjoy this time with their families and would um, celebrate this time. But on the first day of that holiday and on the last day of the holiday was a day off. The people would have to take a day off and they would have to go and worship together. Once again, that's the theme actually for all of Leviticus 23 is these are the times when the people would have to gather together with other uh, Israelites to worship. God together. That's the theme that we see in Leviticus chapter 23 is just gathering together. And so it's not so much really about the holidays, but just God putting church into place. And that's something I've said in uh, all the episodes I've done already for Leviticus 23 is just God is establishing his church in a weird way in the Old Testament. Because nowadays we think of the church as like the modern church, but the temple was the Old Testament church. It was the place where his people would gather to worship God. So now it says that uh, for this feast of booths, the people would uh, make these temporary shelters. And I've known people actually that do celebrate this and they just put a tent in their backyard and they kind of like go camping. And it's a lot of fun for the entire family and for the kids when they uh, celebrate the feast of booths is they uh, they just go camping kind of. I mean, yeah, I enjoy a, a good uh, glamping, <laughs> glamour camping. I don't really want to do tent camping, but I do enjoy going and camping in a cabin with my husband. <laughs> as much as like the tent goes, I don't know if I would enjoy that as much, but it might be fun if like the whole family was doing it. But yeah, I mean, this was just a time of enjoyment for the people together with their families and just enjoy this holiday for an entire week and just have some days off and to also go and worship God and to just remember that time that God brought them out of Egypt and that they lived in temporary shelters until God brought them into the promised land. 
And so there's something that I actually want to talk to you guys about because I made a huge, huge, huge mistake back in Exodus and I didn't even realize it until Sunday, actually. So my pastor has been sick for a little bit. And so my husband, for the first time ever, took over to preach the sermon on Sunday. And he did a great job. And yeah, but he called me out without even knowing he called me out because he talked about the parting of the Red Sea. And so something I had said when we were talking about the parting of the Red Sea in Exodus on the podcast, I said that there was a scientist who actually did a study on the parting of the Red Sea and how if enough wind could part the Red Sea, the people could just pass through. Well, it turned out that I was wrong because I said that if the wind was blowing, I think, 40 miles per hour for a consistent amount of time that the Red Sea would part. I was so wrong. I was so wrong. It was like 400 or 600 miles per hour that the wind would have to blow. And my husband like called this out and he didn't even remember that I talked about that. And I still I still think he doesn't remember that. But he called me out because he was like, that would have had to been like two F5 tornadoes working together to like part the Red Sea. He was saying how we can't explain miracles through science. And so, yeah, I had to... Um, <laughs> I felt that next time we talked about Egypt, when God like mentions Egypt in Leviticus, I felt that I had to um, mention that I was very wrong. Firstly, it was not 40 miles per hour. And secondly, I felt convicted that I was trying to explain away a miracle that God did for his people. So I'm very sorry about that, you guys. It was a miracle that God performed when he parted the Red Sea and got his people out of Egypt. It was, it can't be explained away with science, you know, like it's just God and God can do whatever he wants because he created everything. And so, yeah, we can't explain that kind of stuff away. It's called a miracle for a reason. And God miraculously saved his people from Egypt. And that is why he always is reminding his people about this in the Old Testament and through these different holidays that they need to remember that they were brought out of Egypt and that God is for them. He is a miraculous God who is for his people. And how cool is that? That God who can perform any miracle that he wants to perform is on the side of his people. And it's the same for you and me. I mean, God is on our side and he's the exact same God who got his people out of Egypt, who is for us today, who is for his people. And he is always working. I mean, he's he's the same exact God. He is always working behind the scenes. Even if we can't see it, he is there for us. But yeah, these kinds of things that God put in place for his people to celebrate is something special because he is telling his people to remember him and to have fun while remembering him. You know, spend time with your family, eat meals, feast, you know, enjoy yourself. God is not just a boring God that tells his people like, oh, you need to take these days off and just, you know, be so bored at home all day and, you know, not do anything fun. No, God is a God of fun and he created fun and he created entertainment. And so obviously if he created entertainment, he gives his people these entertaining holidays as well. Because it seems to me like there's three holidays here in Leviticus 23 that are solemn. And then there's three that are very joyous and enjoyable. The three that are joyous are the two feasts of the first fruits, the feast of the first fruits, and then the feast of weeks. And then this last feast, which is the feast of booths. 
So those are the fun ones. But then with the solemn holidays, God is telling his people, there is a time to be solemn, to remember your sins and to ask for forgiveness as well. So yeah, guys, this was the end of Leviticus chapter 23 and I hope you enjoyed it. And so yeah, I think that uh, some of these are kind of fun to learn about some of these old holidays that God uh, put in place. And these are still celebrated to this day, actually, by, uh, by Jewish people. The Jewish people still celebrate these holidays now. And so it's just really fun to learn about their origins, their origin stories, and uh, how God wanted his people to celebrate these. But friends and faithful listeners, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Join in on Monday for an episode out of Leviticus chapter 24, where we're just flying through Leviticus and we're going to move into numbers very quickly. But you know what, guys? Have a wonderful weekend. Happy listening and God bless. God bless.